All right, hello, friends. We at church, Shauna on Sunday mornings has been leading us through these wonderful decorations, and she has these great hand motions, and the kids do them. And so I'm just browsing through Facebook today, and this is what I came across. This is Marcy's son, Lincoln, so hopefully we can who want, sometimes wants to sit with me or stand with me, which makes my heart happy. Can I just say that? They told us he would never, he wouldn't speak, mm-hmm. that he was not going to be able to talk. Oh, oh, so oh, yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. he's yeah. almost twice as big. He's so cute, you can't really see his face, but it's adorable. I am powerful. Like, my heart is very full when Bella's around. Mm-hmm. And um, so she 
so I was telling her, I was talking about my little refrigerator again, and so in math, the start of math, and she says, Aunt Louise, I have a question. I'm like, yeah, what is it, Belle? Well, why can't my kids call you grandma? Why do they have to call you great aunt? And I said, well, as my heart right now is, you know, gigantic, <laughs> full of love, but I don't know if your mom would really like that because she's really their grandma. And she's like, yeah, but I love you, and my kids are going to love you, and I just don't know why you can't be their grandma, too. Oh. Okay, so can you make you laugh? Because you're married, right? So there's something special about that girl, but oh my goodness. So um, that's my sweet, I don't know, maybe I'll have a funny as I go on. But um, we'll pray and we'll jump into God's word. Father, we thank you that we get to come and meet and love on each other and um, see little holiday and pass her around. Lord, we just ask that your words would penetrate our heart, that these would not be my words, but your words, and that I would just be your servant. And so, Holy Spirit, we just ask for your anointing. We ask um, for us to hear something new tonight, something we just, we can take away. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. All righty. So, um, we are reading 1 Peter 4, 12 through 19. So, just a short little section. Um, I'll read it to you in the Passion, and then I'll do what I used to do. I'll read it in the Message, because they liked it. This week, I really liked it in the Message. So, beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. Instead, continue to rejoice for you, in a measure, have shared in sufferings of the Anointed One so that you can share in the revelation of his glory and celebrate with even greater gladness. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are greatly blessed, because the spirit of glory and power, who is the spirit of God, rests upon you. Let none of you merit suffering as a murderer or thief or criminal or as one who meddles in the affairs of others. If you suffer for being a Christian, don't consider it a disgrace, but a privilege. Glorify God because you carry the anointed one's name. For the time is right for judgment to begin in God's own household. And if it starts with us, what will be the fate of those who refuse to obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous are barely saved, what will become of the wicked and godless? So then those who suffer for following God's will should enfold their lives into the Creator who will never fail them and continue to always do what is right. And now I'll read it to you in the the message, and it's really quite short. Um, Friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be, will, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. If you're abused because of Christ, count yourself fortunate. It's the Spirit of God and His glory in you that brought you to the notice of others. If they're on you because you broke the law or disturbed the peace, that's a different matter. But if it's, a, but if it's because you're a Christian... Don't give a second thought. Be proud of the distinguished status reflected in that name. 
It's judgment time for Christians. We're first in line. If it starts with us, think what it's going to be like for those who refuse God's message. If good people barely make it, what is in store for the bad? So if you find life difficult because you're doing what God said, take it in stride. Trust him. He knows what he's doing, and he'll keep on doing it. And I really like how it had this little title. Um, this section is um, in the NIV. I think it was something like Suffering the Christian Life or something. And, and in the Passion, it's Suffering and Glory. But in the message, it's Glory Just Around the Corner. Mm-hmm. And so that reminds me of one of my favorite movies, Just mm-hmm. Around the Corner. Who knows what movie that comes from? I know you watch it. <laughs> Say it. You've got mail. You've got mail because Meg Ryan's shop was called Just Around the That's Corner. Right. Remember that Tom Ranks with the sign on his building and he was pointing to his sign. He said Just Around the Corner and when she's over there yelling at him for taking all the caviar, she gets on him about putting up the sign and then he says to her, Well, you don't have the market on the phrase Just Around the Corner. Anyways, I can just keep going, but I'll stop there. So, but when I read that, that you know the mind of Louise, this is what goes through my head every time I read it. So, and last night, I thought, I'm just going to say it. Because maybe the other uh, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks fans, not just me, but that's such a good movie. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so, um, but seriously, glory just around the corner. Um, you know, so many of the commentaries were saying this points to um, when we get to heaven. But I don't know why it has to. Because isn't heaven in us? Mm-hmm. And so I was just listening to Chris Valentin today, and mm-hmm. he said those exact words. Oh, no, it wasn't him. It was Todd White mm-hmm. was being interviewed, and he was saying, heaven is in us. And I'm going, mm-hmm. yeah, heaven is in us. So yeah. um, ju- the glory just around the corner is we're just right there. Like, mm-hmm. just press a little harder. Just, mm-hmm. you know, sit at the feet a little longer. Mm-hmm. And there you are. And so... Um, I thought we'd just kind of hit a couple of verses tonight, but I got a lot here. So um, let's look at verse 14 again. Beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. And in the passion, friends, when life gets really difficult, sometimes life's difficult. My life has been difficult. This last year or two have been really difficult. In fact, a year ago tonight, I was sitting in my living room and I had a government official sitting across from me um, reading me allegations of um, things that, that I had been accused of doing that I had not done. But when that person was sitting there and reading this entire page full of accusations, um, my life flashed before me in the sense of I thought I will lose everything. Mm-hmm. I will lose my job. I will go to jail. I will, they will take my daughter. Mm-hmm. I will have no money to pay for my house. Like As they were just, the onslaught was coming, I thought I will not survive this night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then tonight when I was preparing, I laid my prayer mat out right here behind where Cindy's sitting, and I thank God. That he goes before us, and he fights for us. And those were all lies, and they were shown to be lies. But it was hard. It was hard, and it's just one year. And so um, it's just been rough, you know? Life is hard sometimes. 
and what you, you go into something and you think it's going to turn out a certain way and then years into it you realize it's, it's just not and it's going to be very different mm -hmm. and, and you're disappointed mm -hmm. and it's hard and that's where I am. Mm -hmm. Life's hard right now. Mm -hmm. But just around the corner mm -hmm. is glory. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, well, I don't say that yet because I'm saying it later on. So I'll stop there uh, before I keep going in that direction. But um, look at the next slide. Well, you can't look unless you have the message. But it says, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when you go through something hard, you think, where's the Lord? <laughs> He's right there. It's like that old footprints poem that we all heard. You know, there's only two footprints in the sand. Why? Because he's carrying you. Sometimes he can't, sometimes there's four footprints, and sometimes there are two, and they're not ours. We're never alone. So um, I just really like that, that don't jump to the conclusion that God is not a job. Um, but then here in the Passion, it says, um, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. And so this summer, my friend uh, stepped into a position that um, was a big position, and she had a great word from the Lord. And that was that God did not create us to be overwhelmed. <laughs> and when she said that to me, on the phone, I think it was on the phone, I wrote it down, mm -hmm. because it just stuck with me, mm -hmm. and that is the truth, that's not how God created us to be, he didn't create us with the capacity to be overwhelmed, he created us with the capacity to just open up to him, and let him fill us, and so as I was preparing, I was like, well, what, what are things that we do to avoid being overwhelmed. And so, like right now, I'm, uh, I'm listening to this podcast, and she was saying, it's the best, made next year the best year ever. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, let's listen. Maybe I'll get some good tips. And she mm -hmm. said that years ago, she mm -hmm. was listening to a podcast on a run, and she heard this woman say, um, if you want to have the best year ever, you have to have the best month ever first. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, so what month are we upon? December. And that's like the last month you want to start a budget, start a diet, um, you know, manage your time, get a good night's sleep, like all those things that help us not be overwhelmed, like December. And then you think if I could do it in December, then I could definitely do it in January and March. Like, that's easy. And so then I just took it to the next level. Okay, well, if, it's the, if you do the month before, if you make that your best month ever, then what about tomorrow mm -hmm. or today? Let's make today the best day ever. Let's make tomorrow the best day ever. And um, I got this fortune cookie tonight because some of you may know that I eat at Payway every Tuesday. It's only $5, and it's a small amount of food, and then I don't overeat if I order the kids' meal. So I get the kids' meal. I like your kids' meals, too. Yeah, I like it. And, then, and, I don't, and so that keeps me on my right count to have the best year ever. <laughs> So here's the, um, here's the fortune cookie. Mm -hmm. Patience is your ally at the moment. Don't worry. Well, that's kind of sad if that's all you have. Yeah. Like when I read that, I went, hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm so glad I have this. <laughs> Aren't you glad you have God's Word? That I don't have to open a fortune cookie and go, okay, it's a really stressful day, so what's the Lord, not the Lord, but what, what's my fortune yeah. from the fortune guru? Yeah. You know, there's like, I think there are like two people in the whole United States. I watched this documentary, and it's one guy in um, New York and one guy in San Francisco, and they have the corner on the fortune cookie market. <laughs> and so they write all the fortunes. For the whole United States. Because this is not a Chinese thing. This is an American thing. And so these poor guys are probably like, what am I going to say next? Oh, yeah, patience is your ally at the moment. Don't worry, exclamation point. I, I'm so grateful to have John's word. Because I can look here and I can see how to deal with me feeling overwhelmed. Because we all get overwhelmed. Oh, that he created me not to be overwhelmed. I do get overwhelmed. And when I'm overwhelmed, then I'm not focusing on him. Because we can't be... Um, walking in his peace and overwhelmed. So when I stepped over to the overwhelmed side, then I um, put my back on the peace side. But if I'm over here in the peace, then I'm not going to get overwhelmed. So I found seven things in the this verse, 14, 13, 14, that I think we can just take part and um, take to heart. So um, number one, Remind ourselves of our identity. Because it says here, um, don't be overwhelmed. Though something strange were overwhelming you. Instead, continue. Wait, where am I? I'm losing my place. Okay, well, where did I come up with that? Did I get it from here? Or I could just go with it. Maybe the Lord just gave it to me. But I feel like I found it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's from the message. So here it says, instead, so it says God's on the job, right? Or God is on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. And so my identity is that I'm in him, right? So look at Romans 8, 10, and 11. And I'll just read it to you. Romans 8. I have my 7th um, and 8th graders are memorizing all of Romans 8. And they're feeling a little overwhelmed. We're up to verse 11 this week. And now we're going to learn all 38 or 39 verses. And I go, yeah, but we have to leave this week. Yeah, but that's... And I listen to yourselves. You're just getting overwhelmed. We're doing it in little bite-sized pieces here. You know, like we're just up to verse 11. And these are really powerful verses. So... Let me read you 10 and 11. And it says, Now Christ lives his life in you. And there's a big exclamation mark. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. So what's my identity? I've got the Holy Spirit living in me. The same Holy Spirit that hovered over the dead body of the Son of God and breathed life back into it lives in me and breathes life into me every day. So you're feeling overwhelmed? Just think of that. 
You remember, do you remember my root canal story? I think I've told it here before. When I was afraid of my root canal, I'll make it short and sweet because I really feel like I've shared it. I've shared it with Shauna Scrowning, so maybe, maybe you aren't here that much, Shauna. It's a very exciting story. I'll give you the shortened version. So I was getting a root canal, and I'm terrified of dentists because I had very bad experiences. As a child with dentists, I've been known to actually bite a dentist. So, and I wasn't real little. I think I was 10 years old. So. <laughs> um, but then when my mom was older, like probably my age, she bit the dentist. <laughs> I was in the waiting room. And all of a sudden, I heard the dentist yell. Because what he was doing terrible things to her mouth, so I don't blame her. Um, anyway... Sorry, I totally digressed. This um, is a family thing. It's a family <laughs> thing, right? You know? Um, so, I have, so I go to the dentist and he tells me you have to do a root canal. And I'm like, oh, never had one of those. My sister has, and she says they're horrible. And no, I'm never going to have No, no. And so I go to the doctor and I meet this endodontist. And I'm crying the whole time he's examining me. And he's telling me, yeah, you need a root canal. Like, so Jesus, why can't you kill me now? You know, you killed me other places, just kill my mouth. But no, God chose not to because he wanted to show up in a different way. So that day at work, I'm like freaking out. I'm sure I told Sherry about it 25 times. And I'm leaving work terrified, like sick to my stomach, terrified. My friend gave me her earbuds to borrow so I could hear a message while... This man's doing whatever he's even doing in there. Beyond the drill, like, oh. Anyway, so I'm walking in the parking lot, and this verse, or this thought, really flashes across my mind. is the God, the spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. And I went, and in that instant, I just stopped, and I made a decision. Okay, am I going to continue walking in fear, or am I going to walk in the spirit? Am I going to believe what he said? Or am I going to just stay over here with the enemy? Like, I had a choice to make. And by God's grace, and I really think God made it for me, I instantly, the fear left. I mean, it was the craziest thing that's ever, one of the craziest things that's ever happened because I went from being literally petrified to no fear. It was, the, it really was a miracle. And it was this verse. So then I'm like, that sounds like a Bible. I know it's a song, but it sounds like a Bible verse. And yeah, hello, it's Romans 8, mm -hmm. 10 and 11. And I love Romans 8, so I'm not surprised that the Lord would bring that to mind because I've got it in my head. But so number one was remind ourselves of our identity. When we're overwhelmed, start there. And then it says um, in here, This is a spiritual refining process mm -hmm. with glory just around the corner. Mm -hmm. Remember our position. That's number two. Remember our position. And I loved Sunday's sermon mm -hmm. by Grace. Mm -hmm. And she said something. She was speaking about being available to the Lord. And she said, mm -hmm. you're either, well, she might not have said it in these terms, but this is what mm -hmm. she was saying. Because I, I can't quote her exactly. You're either, look out, Grace, you're either available to God or you're available to the enemy. Right? I was sitting right there too, Sherry. Yeah. And I told my students this week, because I'm like, they want to know, what did Grace talk about? Because now they've met Grace and they love Grace. 
And I told them, oh yeah, especially my sixth graders, they really get it. But, um, so Grace read to us from Luke chapter 10. So this comes straight from Grace. Um, 10, 19, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples. And he says, now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. That's my position. The power and authority. So when I'm overwhelmed, this is a great verse to go to. Luke 10, 19. I'm going to read it again because it's so powerful. And this is Jesus. Like, just imagine Jesus standing here saying this to you. Now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. And he's saying this to his disciples. They don't even have the Holy Spirit living in them like we do. We have an advantage. They wanted God. They wanted to be near to God. They needed to be near Jesus, like right in his shadow, always with him. He's with us all the time. Peter went home to his wife, and Jesus went maybe to John's house or wherever. Uh, Peter wasn't with the Father, right? I mean, God's everywhere, but he wasn't communing with him. But once he left and the Holy Spirit came, then everything changed. That's what we have. That's our position. In Romans 8, it says, If God is for me, who can be against me? And so I want to just read this um, commentary in here where it says, um, for this verse, the Aramaic adds a clause. So I'm going to read the verse, and I'm going to add the clause to it so you can really experience it. Um, I lost it, verse 12. Okay. Beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. Here's the clause. Because these things are your communion in the inheritance. And so I thought about communion, and I thought, what happens when we take communion? And then I thought, you know, instead of being overwhelmed by my problems, what if I invite, this is number three, invite the Lord to overwhelm us? What if we just say, Lord, overwhelm me? I'm taking your communion. I'm literally eating this in remembrance of you. I'm drinking this in remembrance of you. Overwhelm me with your presence. Overwhelm me with your love, with your goodness, with your mercy. Like we could just start listing the attributes of God. And so when we are overwhelmed by a problem, and then we begin thinking of God's attributes and his character and his promises and all that he's given us, our God grows bigger and our problem grows smaller, doesn't it? And then I thought of number four, to quote Ramadan, ask God for his solution. I love how she's been on this lately. There's the world solution, there's my solution, and then there's God's solution. And sometimes God's solution 
doesn't look anything like what we would have ever thought of or dreamt of. Like when I really wanted him to heal my root canal. <laughs> but his solution was, I want you to see the power and authority that you have in me to kick those thoughts to the curb. So you're going to get the root canal, girlfriend, and you're going to learn that I will never fail you. You're going to learn how to operate in the supernatural. And if you don't get the root canal, you're going to miss out on this lesson. All right, then. Sign me up. Okay. Then it says, and um, where am I? I think I'm going back and forth too much. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I can't read my hand any. Oh, that's a 13. Okay. So sorry. Um, in 13, it says, instead, continue to rejoice. Mm -hmm. And so that's number five. Rejoice. Mm -hmm. So when I'm overwhelmed, if I can begin to rejoice mm -hmm. and praise the Lord, there's this great little book that I read when I was a teenager, and it was called From Prison to Praise. And it was this man who had, was in prison, and he came to know the Lord, and the Lord taught him that to praise him in all things. Mm -hmm. And so whenever he faced a difficulty, he just began to praise the Lord, and the difficulties would either not seem as big, or they would actually get better. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I always kind of held on to. This, I, don't even, I don't have the book anymore. It was this little tiny, it wasn't very big, it wasn't very thick. But it was one of those things that I never forgot. And I remember reading in there, like, people would have a headache, and they'd start praising God, and their headache would go away. And um, they'd be in a difficult spot, and they'd start praising God, and God would work it out. Like, there is power in just praising God. And I think part of that is because the enemy doesn't want to be anywhere near praising God. Right? I mean, isn't that what he wanted to be worshipped? So when he sees us worshiping God, it just probably disgusts him and he leaves in aggravation, is what I'm assuming. He doesn't want to hear it. And so if the enemy is the one bringing the problem, and we start praising, yeah, we're, our problem's going to go away because it just left right with him. So I thought that was just a good number five. And um, let's see. For you, in a measure, have shared in the sufferings of the Anointed One so that you can share in the revelation of His glory and celebrate with even greater gladness. And so here it says, share in the revelation of His glory. And I want to read you Romans 5, 3 through 5. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character. And proving character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit 
who lives in us. And this is the verse I was quoting to my mom last night, driving home, sort of just going through life's challenges. And I said, but you know what, Mom? Think of the character that God is developing in me right now because it's really hard right now. And so I just can't wait to see what I'm going to look like on the other side of this. Who is the woman that he's helping shape me to become? I'm not saying that's causing my problems, but he's going to take these problems and he's going to use them to get me to be even more in his image, even more of the refining of the original design that he has put in me is going to come out with the character and the hope. It, it was just, but praise God to, to know that that's in here. That we don't ever go through anything in vain, but that he'll use it to shape us and mold us. It's just a beautiful thing. And so if we're overwhelmed, to know, you know what, there's the other side. I'm going to come out, and then there's going to be this beautiful person that's been in here all along, but I can't see because of fear or whatever. And it's going away. And this woman is going to evolve. We see her. <laughs> yeah, I think it would all be like in another year. Yeah. You know? Best year ever. That's right. It's going to be my best year ever. I'm doing the workbook. You know what? I'm thinking of your joyful confidence. Yeah. You're, you are. Yeah. You just show that. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So then the last thing here is uh, number seven, celebrate. Oh, six was share in the revelation of his glory. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Share in the revelation of his glory. Mm -hmm. I sort of feel like I'm half teaching, half preaching. I think that's why I'm going, I'm skipping around. Mm -hmm. um, so then number seven is celebrate with even greater gladness. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to party. Mm -hmm. You have to celebrate. Mm -hmm. You have to, I mean, even I'm listening to this woman about your best year ever and crushing your goals, and she says the last, and she's got crush it, and it's an acronym for all these things that you're supposed to do. And then the T is, what is it? I heard it last night. It's like celebrate. It's like throw a party. I don't remember what it was, but it was something like reward yourself. Like when you go through, when you hit the goal or when you're working through it, you, you, you do a little party. You do a celebration. So when you're overwhelmed, celebrate. Do something special with the Lord. And so here he specifically says celebrate with even greater gladness. So be glad for what we have before us. Be glad. Verse 14 says, whoops. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are greatly blessed because the spirit of glory and power, who is the spirit of God, rests upon you. And I love that because it says the spirit of glory and power, that's our Holy Spirit, rests upon you. So there he is. He's resting. Like, what I rest is the opposite of activity, right? 
So he's not leaving. He's not moving about. He's not restless. He's resting on you. He's just taking up residence. It reminds me of that Revelation 4.11. I stand at the door and knock. You know, open the door. Let me come in. Let me eat with you. And those are the words of Christ. And those are the words to the church. Not to the uh, non-believer like so many people interpret it. But he's writing it to us, the believers. Hey, let me in. Let's rest together. Let's sit down and dine. And just kick back. Take off your shoes and get comfortable with me. That's what we're invited to do. And when it talks about this glory and power, a couple different commentators, the Passion and another one, uh, likened it to the Shekinah glory that we see with Moses. When Moses went up on the mountain and received the Ten Commandments and then he came down and he was glowing, you know, to the point where they had to put a blanket over his head and put him in the tent and nobody could be around him because it, he was shining. That's what rests on us. The glory of God shines on us. That's just, it, it just takes my breath away to think about. So I go back to the title, Glory Just Around the Corner. So what's just around the corner for you? And then how do you get there? What gets you from the overwhelming spot that some people might be in because it's November and we know what comes after November is December. And December can be a stressful and overwhelming month. Financially, relationally with families, your schedule can get very overwhelmed, especially if you have children and they have Christmas programs and parties and visits to see Santa and you don't want to miss this street with the lights and, you know, this grandparent's house and... There's so many expectations that get put on us at this time of year. Don't get overwhelmed with it. Go through your list of seven things. And then just think, okay, I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to go where he wants me to go. And I'm going to do what he wants me to do. And that's all that I'm going to do. You don't have to do everything. That's sort of a side note, but I just felt like I needed to say that. <laughs> I maybe I need to hear it. Um, but here's the last verse in um, in the message. He says, "So if you find life difficult because you're doing what God said, take it in stride. Trust Him." Does that resonate with you? It resonates with me. Um, I've always struggled with trusting God until maybe the beginning of this year, and then I just kind of went, okay, really, my life can't get a whole lot worse. So I'm just going to put it all in the Lord. And I'm just going to trust the Lord like I never have before. God and I were having a conversation just a few weeks ago, coming home in the car. It was dark. So maybe it was after Bible study or being at Marcy's for a meeting for church. But I'm driving home, and I heard the Lord say to me, you trust me, don't you? And I said, I really think I do. Like for the first time in my life, 44 years old, I think I really trust you. And he said, you do. I know you do. Like, I've never done that before. This is a new place for me. I'm in new territory, and it's kind of fun. It's really cool to sit back and just trust him. And so when things look like the world 
is looking at you going, okay, you should really be freaking out right now. And what are you going to do when this happens? And what about that? And what about this? And your friends start with the what ifs. And I'm just standing there going, oh, the Lord's got it. Well, I know the Lord's got it. Sometimes I have friends who look at me like, are you okay? Because you should be worrying right now, or you should be doing more. Or, you know, like, I don't always hear from my oldest daughter. Well, what are you doing about that? Nothing. Well, what if she's in danger? She's in danger. I don't know. I'm just trusting God. I can't control it. I, I can't do anything about it. But you know what I can do is I can just trust the Lord because he loves her more than I do. And he created her and he has a plan for her. And so I'm just going to trust the Lord with it. Now, if you had talked to me like this three years ago and said you're going to get to a point where you're going to say, I don't know, I'm just trusting the Lord, I would not have believed you at all. But today I can stand here and I can just go, I just trust him. Do you trust him? And if you don't, I get it. I really get it. But let me tell you what it's like to be on the other side. Mm-hmm. To go to be able to go to sleep at night mm-hmm. and not worry. Mm-hmm. To not have nightmares. Mm-hmm. To wake up in the morning and it's not the first thing on your mind. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing on my mind is I hear Sandy Patty's song in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's what comes on every morning when I wake up. I played it for my students. They were like, oh, that's an interesting one. She listened to her voice. I'm like, okay, Sandy Patty is amazing. That woman can get so high with her notes, and they're just like, okay. (laughs) But, you know, that's how I'm waking up in the morning now. I don't have a heavy weight on me. I just have a God who loves me, and he says, I've got this. And you can trust me. I've got it. He knows what he's doing. And it'll keep on doing it. There's where we put our hope. I know what he's doing, and it'll keep on doing it. So who knows what next year holds, except that it's going to be the best year ever, because we're going to walk closer with him than we did last year. We're going to trust him more than we did last year. And when we get overwhelmed, we're going to go back to First Peter. We're going to be reminded of these things. So, let me look at that list again. We're going to be, we're going to remind ourselves of our identity. Mm-hmm. Who am I? What's my position? I'm going to invite the Lord to overwhelm me. I'm going to ask for his solution, not my solution. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to share in the revelation of his glory. I'm going to celebrate with even greater gladness. And then I guess maybe number eight, I'm just going to trust him. I'm just going to put it at his feet and really walk away and just leave it there. I can't believe I say those words because so many times I would practice putting it in my mind. I'm putting it at the foot of the grass and walking away and then five minutes later I'm carrying it around and I'm not carrying it around anymore. Like you can get here. You just keep going to God and you just keep talking to him. And, and it's okay to say, God, I don't trust you right now because that's where I was last year. How can I trust you when this is happening now? When the answer comes back is, how can you not? You don't really have another choice. Yeah. But I know that feeling. 
And I just want to say to you, trust him because he loves you and he has good plans for you. And next year should be our best year ever. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Oh, thank you so much for the gifts that you give us and the freedom that you allow us to walk in. And thank you that we can know you and trust you and experience you. God, I ask you to overwhelm all of us tonight and tomorrow. You would be overwhelmed by you, overwhelmed by your love, overwhelmed by your goodness. God, just overwhelm us in ways that we, we didn't even know we could be overwhelmed by your presence. Make us women who hunger for you. And it's this in your name. Amen.